All right. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Fair Faithful Podcast. This is a special edition episode on Christmas. Christmas Eve. <laughs> Still waking up over here, but we all good over here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How we doing, Dion? I'm good, man. I'm good. Up early in the morning, man. Getting the tea started. Got the breakfast rolling. Everything coped static, baby. Nice, nice. There you go. I just barely woke up. Getting ready for the game today. I'm pretty excited for it. Oh yeah, man. I'm 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 more than excited for the shit, bro. I'm like dying. Like I I'm, I'm ready for this game to start mm-hmm. um, and get rolling in the right way, man. Because we are definitely <clears throat> gonna make sure that we are uh, that we're you know that we good on this game. I don't I don't see any issues or any problems with it. I feel like it's going to definitely be um, – it's definitely going to be a, a beautiful situation for us. You know what I'm saying? Give me a sec. Yes, sir. Um, well, let's jump right into it. So we face the commanders today at 105. Yes, sir. And we got Bashar in the building. How we doing, my guy? Yeah, he said he just he said he woke up an hour ago. He probably gonna go back to sleep. <laughs> uh, I feel it, man. I feel it. Yeah, he likes the hoodie though. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, all right, man. So, you know the commanders' defense is is pretty good. They're eighth in the rush, right? If I'm not mistaken. Let me take a look real quick. All right. Find my yeah. good friend NFL.com. Right. <laughs> take a look at the, the stats and whatnot. Because NFL.com usually gives you a better ver- view, view of stats. ESPN, mm-hmm. sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but the cool thing is you can just look at team stats and you can go offensive or defensive. So flipping to the defense right now as we speak. So. What's going on, Cowboy Angel? Thanks for tuning hey, in. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Early morning. There it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Go Niners. So when it comes to passing defense, we are number one. And the commanders look to be, I believe, number 11. Let me see. Okay. No, they're number 12. My bad. I was one off. One so. Off. <clears throat> Yeah, they are uh, considered to be 12th in the league and uh, pass defense, which is definitely pretty good. I mean, hell, it's top 15. Usually when you're top 15 in defense, it means you're doing something right or you found the, the correct players to be able to help you out with that. Of course, the 49ers are number one in that category. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to rushing defense, trying to take a look at everything, that's where they have us uh, in that aspect, which is kind of weird because we're pretty good again. Oh, nope. Dang old NFL.com, man. It, it updated properly. <laughs> so uh, we are number one. Uh, we only give up 3.4 yards per carry. We've only given up nine rushing touchdowns. Um, and the commanders, yeah, they're number 12 again. Same thing. Um, they give up 4.4 yards a carry. Um, <clears throat> so – What's going on, J.R. Meadows? Oh, dang. He he got a bold prediction. He plays no yeah, game. He, does. he said Niners 31, Commanders 3. So he basically said we coming in and kick their teeth in. <laughs> Chase hey. Young, you don't exist. 
He said Mike McGlinchey finna be a baller today. With broken ribs. Right? <laughs> okay. I, you know what? I ain't mad at it, man. What's going on, Dave? Uh, what's going on, Roy Boy? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, talk about it, man, while I stir up this skillet hash that I got cooking. I might show y'all a little sign. You know, you know, you oh, boy, okay, you okay. kitchen. You know. All right. Go ahead. Talk to him. All right. So another thing, too, is um, it did rain over here over the night. So um, I wasn't expecting that. So, that's, uh, so I'm wondering if it's going to rain a little later, but hopefully it doesn't. But other than that, Chase Young is back for the Commanders and will be playing today. Um, and people are like, how many snaps is he going to get? You know? And I guarantee you it's probably going to be like 15 snaps. He's going to be limited for sure. His first game back, you know, same thing with Javon Kinlaw. Uh, he he will be playing today as well. Mm-hmm. He's probably limited on his his snaps uh, too. But what do you think uh, the kid has to look out for um, from the Washington's defense, and <clears throat> what does he have to do to succeed against this defense? Uh, honestly, he just has to be very mindful where he puts the ball. Um, you know, what, what people have have noticed about Purdy and some people have said it, some people have not, is that he's kind of been bailed out by a couple of uh, called back interceptions uh, mm-hmm. based off of penalties. So he has thrown a few picks. He has thrown some questionable footballs. And it's not a negative thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm having a hash bash. <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, uh, So this just just a side side story real quick. Me and my, my woman like to eat at first watch. Um, it's a real nice restaurant, man. It's got great food. Um, you know, they try to stay, they try to err on the, the caution of natural and whatnot. It's not a vegan place, but, you know, they try to be as natural as possible. Um, the food is great there. There is a skillet hash that they create. We found out the ingredients and just figured we could create it on our own. And, <clears throat> you know, I like to cook, so got in the kitchen and I created my own, man. I'm about to throw a little three, uh, the, the Mexican cheese on there, the three cheese joint. Pshh. Great fire. So um, he just has to be very mindful of where he puts the ball. The reason being is because this uh, this pass defense, uh, contrary to, you know, it being 12th in the league, is still very formidable, man. When I was looking at the numbers and the stats last night when I was doing a show, it is a situation where these guys truthfully do have some straight up ball hawks. Now there's not a ton of interceptions, but there are a lot of passive defense, damn it. And this is on both sides of the ball, which is why I feel like this game could go to a defensive struggle to an extent because they are not playing games. You know what I'm saying? Like they come and they knock the ball down just as we do. Like we have some, some guys out there that are, uh, you know, making some things happen for the commanders and you got to give them respect you know Kendall Fuller's over there um they got a young safety out there that's balling um Mm -hmm. trying to pull up their stats right now um if you want to pull up the 49ers that'd be great yeah we can compare and contrast and take a look because we got a few things to to look at so for Brock Purdy right now the guy that has the most passive defense on that team is Kendall Fuller and Kendall Fuller is no joke we all know Kendall Fuller is a baller he is uh definitely great at it um, the next guy is is Benjamin St. Juiced. He's got seven uh, passes defense. You got a cornerback named Danny Johnson with five passes defense, and he has a pick. Kendall Fuller's got two interceptions. Uh, Derek Forrest, the safety for them, has seven passes defense, 
three interceptions. So, you know, <clears throat> and then when you just keep going down it, uh, Will Jackson, the third, two passes defense. Uh, Rashad looks like Wild Goose, three passes defense. Um, when you just look up and down most of their starter, they are knocking the ball down, whether it be safeties or even uh, possibly linebackers. Now, that, that that's where he has to be very careful because they do have him throwing the ball a lot. Um, we would hope that they would have him not throw as much due to the rib injury, but, um, you know, he's had more than enough time off. They'll probably try to put a little bit more on his plate here and there and continue to ramp him up. But that's what I would say he needs to look for as far as his pass defense is concerned, making sure he puts the ball in spots where those DBs and safeties cannot get to it because they knock that ball down on a continual basis. Now, um, if you want, go ahead and go over our guys and our passes, defense, and interceptions. We know Huff leads the the uh, team with four picks, but we, we got some formidable talent too. So it ain't like, you know, uh, Mr. Heineke over there is going to have a, a field day. What, what do we got, Brandon? So, like you said, Huff does lead uh, in interceptions with four, and Gibson has two. Jimmy Ward has two. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Bosa leading the sacks and fit with 15 and a half. Uh, the one below that would be uh, Sosa with four and a half, and then Minahu with four. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking at tackles. We're looking at Dre Greenlaw leading the pack with 75 tackles. Yeah. And Fred Warner with uh, 61. And yeah, look at pop- go to those passes defense though, because there is right. <laughs> if people don't know, it's gonna blow their minds. If you're on ESPN.com, it's right in that column. Just bring all the stats up and you can scroll down and find them. The passes defense are flat out insane. And I think Fred's got a ton. Pass and This is passes defended, right? Yeah. Okay. Um Fred has 10. Yeah. And that's coming and from a linebacker. That's all pro Fred, that's y'all. Crazy. That middle linebacker to have 10. Uh, looks like <clears throat> Mooney has 11. Mm-hmm. Huff has eight. Diamador Lenore has three. And he has, technically speaking, I don't care what nobody says, Diamador Lenore has two touchdowns and he has one return for a TD because that was the most BS fucking roughing the passer penalty on uh, – <clears throat> on uh Nick Bosa that I've ever seen. It oh, these, yeah. rough, the, these these penalties are just getting outrageous at this point and they need to fix that shit and they need to fix it ASAP because you can't have you know things like that coming back and that's yes, yes, they did. Um that <laughs> oddly enough ties into the history of you know the Native Americans that came from here in America. Um I think they even had a brand literally called Red Man uh tobacco. Um, there's a lot of stuff that, that that ties back into that history, even with that horrible name that was there for years that we all kind of, you know, disregarded and, and didn't necessarily pay a ton of attention to. But, you know, um, Daniel Snyder came out with the lie years ago that he went to the Native American community and they all said that they were cool with it, which I find to be a complete, you know, complete and utter BS. You know, I don't trust <clears throat> Daniel Snyder, he shouldn't even be an owner uh, in the NFL, man, for all the egregious things that he's done. And uh, <laughs> just a side note, I feel bad for John Gruden for being a fall guy for all these big wigs, man, because that's basically what he was. The only cool thing about it is he ain't got a trip because I think his contract was fully guaranteed. That 10 years, 100 milli, I think that was guaranteed for him. Really? So, 
Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure. I have to look at it, but I think he got pretty, you know, I mean, you still you get a couple milli, you know, but the shitty part is you can't go back on TV because they're going to look and be like, hell no, nah, we're not putting this motherfucker on television. He's a, <laughs> this is a nightmare if we put this dude back out there. But um, that that that's the key there. Like mm -hmm. when you look at it, we have ball hawks too. I mean, Emmanuel Mosley has, uh, you know, five, and he's been out for God knows how long. Um, Drake Jackson literally has seven passes defense so he has been batting the ball and giving you the, yeah. the tumbo finger wag so when drake jackson gets in there man taylor heineke you better put that ball as high in the air as you possibly can because if he can't get to you he's definitely for damn sure gonna knock that ball down um but uh as far as their their front four man give me something on them uh brandon i know their front four is 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 definitely formidable they don't play no games yeah so let me get into it real quick uh, uh, uh. Well, homie is brewing up his biscuit over here. <laughs> Give me your stats. All right, so looking at their defense, let's see. Man, you're better at doing these, checking out these stats than I am, my guy. Right. <laughs> Don't ask Brandon to be your stat guy early in the morning. Nope. I'm like half asleep still and stuff, but it's all good. <laughs> but, you know, I do have to say uh, a lot of people uh, are saying, like, you know, we can't sleep on the commanders, and I totally agree. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I still think, even though we clinched the division as well, um, I still think there's still more to play for. And especially if Minnesota loses this week and we win, this going to be a um, perfect example of, like, trying to get that, that two seed. You know what I mean? So, um, and then hearing the news about uh, Jalen Hurts being out, that kind of helps out helps us out too to try to get that one scene. I mean, that's so far, you know, like to hopefully work in our favor. But if that if that happens, man, dude, having all home games in the playoffs, say less. <laughs> I feel like everybody is everybody is on that page, man. Like. If we could get the number one seed, that'd be fantastic. I don't see it happening only because I don't see them dropping three games in a row. It's just not gonna happen. Um, and no. if they and if they're able to win this next game, we're pretty much shit out of luck for that. We I honestly think no border sports, what's going on, man? To <laughs> He just as bad as Joey, bro. Oh, he is just hey, look. He popped himself in the face early in the morning. <laughs> he just beating himself up. I got him up too early, y'all. He's not an early bird. Um, but yes, no. I, I, <laughs> it, for people who don't understand the reference, you know, what I'm saying sexual chocolate is from uh, coming to America. You know, yep. That that boy Randy Watson. He say, I told you, he say good. You know, so. Uh, if uh, y'all don't know about uh, coming to America, you are missing out on one of the most fantastic movies that is known to man. 
it has been uh it's definitely a cult classic man um so uh pretty much and all all i think that was an all black cast too i think it had a few people here and there but mainly it was just uh pretty much black oh <laughs> he said sexual doctor mark henry yeah you <laughs> took it way back with that one chris man i mm-hmm. i remember that i remember that though uh because i used to watch wrestling like super heavy um <laughs> see cowboy angel know what i'm talking about randy watson that boy say <laughs> but uh uh no coming coming to america part two wasn't bad it just it, it didn't have the allure of the first one so i mean you, you're oh, never gonna top that first one it, it's just not gonna yeah. happen if you got amazon prime you can watch coming to america too because that's what it's on um it all right i liked it yeah it was all right it was cool you know what i'm saying i mean it i honestly feel like tiana taylor should get more of a uh a role because she is amazing mm-hmm. um they had tiana taylor now this is this is another little side note. I keep getting sidetracked, but I can't help it because I interact with the chat. So before uh, the unfortunate passing of the you know the greatest Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, um, they had him not in a fight with Neymar, but they were about to introduce his love interest from the comics, Lady Slay, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that was her name. Um, and Tiana Taylor was slated to play her. Now, when you look at her in the outfit, because they do have pictures, and mm-hmm. her and, and the comic book character, when I say doppelganger, it is insanity. And I was like, yo, that's going to be dope. Like, I looked at it, I was like, yeah, she's perfect. And Tiana Taylor can act. Like, she is literally a multifaceted woman who can do all kinds of things she can sing she can dance she can act she can choreograph like she tiana taylor just be out there doing everything man you know um and 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 i honestly love her and iman shumper's relationship because it's i feel like it's real like there's no yeah. lies there's no fake shit in there you know some people they portray to you this perfect image and that's all you see is perfection and happiness and uh, you know and uh, if you ever remember Zoolander, uh, when he was getting hypnotized, happy, ah, like that's what you see. Uh, uh, see, he's got the Zoolander face, but <laughs> it was definitely great, man. Yeah, he did take too long on, on doing that second coming yeah. to America. You are right, it, it, it took way too long for him to do that. But back to football, um, this front seven in general is fantastic, you know. I'm not gonna lie, man, he, these cats are, are, are super tough, they get after the football. And they do some things. Their front four is what, what I'm really more so worried about because we got Chase Young coming back, and he's going to face Mike McGlinchey. Chase Young ain't played all year. He's coming off that ACL tear, so they'll probably have him on a pitch count. But it's not hard to have a simple pitch count against somebody like Mike McGlinchey when it comes to pass protection. That dude is definitely suspect. We all know and understand it, and it, it's very unfortunate that we have to keep dealing with it, but it is what it is. So um, <clears throat> when you look at their line, man, these dudes don't play no games. You got your Montez Sweats, your Chase Youngs, you got your Deron Payne. Um, like these guys are out here, you know, balling and, and, and putting up numbers. You know, they, they ain't no slouch. That's the one thing I could say, man, that the commanders are not a slouch when it comes to defense. And they have some offensive weapons, but um, their defense is, is where they really truthfully, uh, you know, made their name. Yeah, and you know, also too is uh the one person on offense that stands out. I feel like has been doing pretty well 
since getting shot in the leg is Robinson, Brian Robinson. He, he looks, I mean, shoot, I picked him up on fantasy. He's been doing me um, solid the past couple weeks. So that's another one to watch out for as well. Um, but uh, who uh, who's going to stand out for you on uh, defense for the Niners um, in today's game? Who do you who, who do you have as the X factor over there? Um, to be honest with you, <clears throat> the guy I'm looking for to stand out on defense for us is honestly going to be uh, Javon Kinlaw. You need to show me something. Mm-hmm. You've had all this time off. I don't know where the you know a lot of people uh, breezy came up with the conspiracy theory that Shanahan was stashing him for this period of of the season and all kinds of stuff. At the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan's soundbite said it all to me when he was talking about Kinlaw. He basically said in so many words, and I'm paraphrasing, get out there and show me something. Otherwise, you ain't going to be here next year. They did not pick up his fifth-year option, obviously because he's been consistently injured, and rightfully so. Um, But I'm thinking that he has to come out and have himself a game. Like, I need to see consistent pressure from him. I need to be able to see that when he's in, he makes an impact. He's blowing up a play. He's stopping a run. Or he's bull rushed somebody. You know, he's bull rushed a guard or a center into, uh, you know, Taylor Heineke. Hey, what's going on, Cook Sports? Um, So you want to make sure that you see all of these things occurring on a consistent basis. And at the same time, you want to see him get out of the game, be healthy. You don't want to see him wind up on the injury list. You don't want to hear anything about, you know, something nagging or bothering him. I honestly don't even want to hear about him taking days off. Like, don't I don't don't come to me and report that you gave him a vet day. He ain't a vet. He ain't played enough to be considered a vet. Yes, he's played one played maybe one full year, you know, maybe a little more than that. But he's got to he's got to get out there and show us something. So for me, it's Javon Kinlaw. Um, and then, uh, what about you? For me, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I'm going, I'm going to say Hafunga. Um, uh, I know the past couple weeks we've been seeing him, um, you know, it's been a little quiet in coverage and everything like that. And, you know, um, I think he's due for a really good game. And I think uh, I could see him um, getting a pick um, and possibly even making it into a pick six somehow. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm looking for that. But um, if I go with another one, I could also say uh, uh, Ark Armstead. Okay. Ark Armstead. I think, I think he's going to eat today for sure. Shifty, good morning. Um, I could, hey, and, and I can see how you could say Armstead as well because why? Kinlaw's back. Mm-hmm. So you lost Hassan Ridgeray, but you gained Javon Kinlaw. You lost Kevin Gibbons, but you gained Javon Kinlaw. Kinlaw's supposed to be the guy that's supposed to be keeping these guys on the bench in the first place. Um, so let's let's, let's see exactly what happens. You know, um, De- okay, Demo as well. Uh, you do have some formidable receivers in Jahan Dotson and, uh, and uh, Scary Terry McLaurin. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely a situation where you got to be very careful 
Uh, McLaurin's got that that speed. You know, you could almost call that guy McLaren because he moves fast. And uh, the but the one thing is, is that our, our our defense doesn't give up big plays over the top. It's just not what we do. I think the last big play that we possibly would have given up was would have been versus the uh, the Bucks, but that got called back, I believe, due to a hold. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as that is concerned, so there was no you know no record of us giving that play up because it got called back. So you just have to be very careful when it comes to these things. Um, as far as watching these guys when they get over the top, I'm not necessarily really. Honestly, when it comes to the commanders, I'm looking at their receivers and I'm looking at, you know, maybe a little bit in the backfield, but not much. I don't care anything about their tight ends because their tight ends do nothing. They don't really use their tight ends like that. Um, I think if Carson Wentz was in more, if he was starting, they probably would utilize the tight end a little bit more because he does like to throw to them. But I don't really see that being a strength of Taylor Heineke's Um, when you come and you look at it. uh, If you're looking at just their passing stats, um, they have Terry McLaurin is is by far and away the guy. He's already at a thousand yards, but he's only got three touchdowns on the year. The guy that we have to be concerned about, if you're looking at touchdowns for them, is Jahad Dotson. He's got six on the year, and he's only got three hundred thirty-eight yards, and he's only played nine games. So that tells me this guy obviously must be like a red zone target, or he's always doing that. <laughs> he might as well just keep the whole video, bro. It's good. <laughs> to try to make sure there it'll look crazy um uh for me man uh, Jahan Dotson with those six TDs that guy is definitely formidable when you look in their backfield um as far as their rushers you know you've got your your Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson those are going to be the main guys you have to look out for they try to use uh Curtis Samuel the same way they use Debo Samuel um, but it, it it's definitely not to the same. It, it doesn't have the same results because Debo's a monster. This guy is one of one. He's an anomaly uh, when it comes to how he plays and the plays that he can make after he gets the ball in his hands. But uh, what what do you think about their run game so far? Because they got a couple of guys that think you know uh, both both Gibson and uh, Robinson are are uh, over the five hundred yard mark, but. Um, I think uh, Brian Robinson Jr. has 4.1 yards per carry, um, and uh, Antonio Gibson is averaging about 3.7. So not too crazy, but, you know. Oh, damn. Sorry. Had to put that up there. Mm. Yeah, I, I put it up there, too. I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is very true, though. Their O-line is hot garbage. Yes. Garbage. Definitely is straight-up trash, so. We should be able to feast on them. But the crazy thing is when the O-lines are trash, that's when we have a harder time getting to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's like we almost get there, but we don't get home. But when the O-lines are great and they have some good good uh, people on the line, that's when we seem to shine. So I don't know. Maybe that, that that's a sign that when Philly comes along, we're going to smash their ass, you know. So, uh, Paul. I think we're also due for – um, to getting more than one sack as well because even last last week against Seahawks, I think we only had one one sack. Yes. I mean, um, it would have been two, but like you said, that roughing the passer call was a bunch of BS. But um, yeah, uh, their run game, I would have to say we do have to look out for. Like we all have been saying, we just don't sleep on them. 
Yeah, this is the game that everybody has been calling a trap game to an extent because they don't want us to overlook them. They don't want us to sleep on them in any mm-hmm. way and say, hey, you know, we can take, you know, if you, you we, we could take a, you know, a game off and relax. The only time that I would see us relaxing is if our seating is set, there is no changing it, and we're just throwing in the backups because we don't want to get anyone hurt. Plus, you can get these dudes valuable PT. And think, think about it like this. Imagine this. Say we go into the Cardinals game. Our seating is set. It's not going to change. Nothing's going on. You tell Brock, look, man, go ahead, get your ribs a rest. We're going to throw Josh out there. Doesn't matter whether we win or lose this game anyway. No one cares. <laughs> so you throw Josh out there. Possibly put Nick Zakel in at center. You know what I'm saying? See how Jalen Moore looks at guard or tackle. You know? Um Throw in Sam Womack and 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 uh, possibly a Ambry Thomas out there. Let Tarvarius Moore, if he's healthy enough, get out there at safety. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. mix and match the guys. And don't worry. Hey, good morning to Jay in the Bay. What's good? Ah, see, I got it. I got it. <laughs> hey, it's dope, man. Because everybody has a thing that they do for the people. I don't have anything specific for my people. I just I love all of y'all, man, and I appreciate it. Jay created that, and that's dope. I like that, man, that he's able to, to do that. I know Real Talk Niner Talk, they literally introduced everybody in the chat. <laughs> yeah, with their soundboard yeah. and everything. With the with the soundboard, you know, they they kill it over there, bro. They kill it, man. Um, shout out to Real Talk Niner Talk and the crew over there. Um, so when it comes to the passing game, you know, we, we got speed to deal with. And that to me is going to be an issue because I don't want Demo and or Mooney getting burnt. So Huff, keep your eyes out that damn backfield, man. I love you and I love your instincts, but stay out that backfield, bro. <laughs> we gonna need your that. That's why I'm saying Huff. <laughs> Huff needs to have a game today mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, because you don't want to wind up getting into those situations where he's peeking in the backfield so much that he overlooks you know, this guy running right past him. And, and it's just it, it's, it's staying on your assignments, understanding your zones, and knowing when you need to double team and when you don't. Because there's been lots of times this year that I've seen our defense double up on one person, and I'm like, that person's completely mm-hmm. covered. There's other people in the area. Don't do that. And there's another guy just running free. And it's like, nah, they see that dude. It's definitely going to be crazy. Hey, yeah. To everybody out there, man, if you celebrate, Merry Christmas to you. Happy Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, all that good stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Whatever whatever your uh, your flavor is for it, man, you know, it's, it's a different situation. Um, but <clears throat> we do have to pay some bills here. And I have it right here. Panama, how are you? Oh, Panama Queen in the building. Um, I, I, I'm not going to do the music and everything because that's real talk, matter talk, snang, and I'm not about to steal that from them. <laughs> you know, I would have to pay homage to them if I did that, but uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate that, man. That's what they call me a real talk. They call me a light-skinned assassin, and I'm all right with that, man. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, the holiday season is upon us, and my bookie is in the giving spirit with 12 straight days of giveaways from odds boosts to casino chips to straight up locks. My bookies 12 days of giveaways is a can't miss promotion. 
Starting December 21st and ending January 1st, you can bring in the new year right with giveaways that can help you fill your stocking with cash this season. Sign up in my bookie, use promo code HIVE, that's H-I-V-E, on your first deposit to redeem a bonus of up to 200 bucks. Again, that's promo code HIVE, H-I-V-E, to claim a new, a brand new deposit bonus designed for betters looking to cash in and cash out quick. Experience sports in a whole new light and make this season a winning one. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So uh, definitely, if you are a gambling person and you want to take a chance on this game, definitely go to mybookie.ag, man. Take a look at the, the options, you know, find yourself a few parlays and whatnot, all that good stuff. And uh, we will definitely figure it out. So <coughs> sorry about that. So uh, definitely make sure to, you know, I'm saying get out there. And if you are in the Phoenix area, if you are in Arizona in general, and you like vegan food, go to Instagram and check out The Real Naughty Vegan. Uh, that is a vegan company. All of the products are vegan. There's no meat, nothing like that. Um, they do use soy-based products, um, and some of the stuff is based uh, using jackfruit, but the products are amazing. The food is great. This is my sister's company. It is a it's a opportunity for anybody out there to support a black owned business. Um, Naughty Vegan. Definitely go to their Instagram. Check them out. Um, the, all the food is there. It shows you where they're going to be. They only do pop ups right now. There is no brick and mortar, um, but they will be back next year to shut down for the rest of the year. Um, just due to the fact, you know, hey, man, it's Christmas, New Year's. You know, you want to chill. You want to be with your fam. So uh, shout out to my sisters uh, for getting that business up and running, but definitely at the real naughty vegan. Um, and yes, man, that, that, that's the whole point of it, bro. It's to be able to get you to eat some great food. that tastes just like me. I can tell you that for a fact. I've, I've tried, a lot of it does. I've tried everything on the menu and it is all fantastic, man. And it tastes great too. Like that, that's the number one thing for me. Like it's not necessarily, um, you know, the, the texture, it's more so the taste of the food and they have vegan ribs. We've got, you know, they've got different, um, burgers. They've got, uh, basically, uh, you know, imitated seafood. Like it's all kinds of stuff, bro. But it's, it's, I'm telling you, Bashar, it's definitely well worth it, man. It, and it tastes great. And, you know, veganism is, is getting better. Because like at the beginning, I'm not going to lie to you, some things I, I wouldn't try because I didn't necessarily care for the taste of the texture. But now things have been continually enhanced and over time it's been great. But definitely go to at uh, the real Nautic Vegan on Instagram. Check them out. Any If you're in the, uh, the Phoenix and Tempe area, definitely stop on by and check out a pop up. You'll love the food. Everything is great. And I'm a French fry guy and I love the French fry. And they made their own seasoning. Um, for the prize, and literally every time I go and work with them, that's that that's my payment right there. You know, just pay me in fries. You know, so there you go. <laughs> that's how it works. But uh, back to the game. Now that we didn't pay some bills, um, yes, sir. Honestly, when it comes down to you know the full on matchup, I think where we will shine is going to be on defense. I think they're gonna, you know, give us a little bit of fits, probably a little bit of early, a little early in the game. But I think once we get settled in, start to figure out what's going on, um, you know, as far as who's coming, who's going, and you know, the rushing and seeing how 
excuse me, how Brock Purdy is able to handle, um, you know, the pass rush and everything that they're throwing at him. I think we should be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that that's where I see us shining. The X factor for me in this game, honestly, is going to be the defense just in general. Um, you know, I, I would rather see them go out there and have a five, six, seven sack game and make Taylor Heineke's life a living hell. I honestly want us to hit him hit him so hard that we got to put in Carson Wentz. I want them to put Carson Wentz in because we're going to eat off of him because he rusty. He ain't been playing. He's been sitting on the bench sulking. The only good thing for Carson Wentz right now is he's making a whole lot of fucking money to do yeah, that. To hold a clipboard. And I know that a lot of people malign Ron Rivera for that. Um, it, it's different, man. It's definitely different. Um, <clears throat> I, I didn't know this. So uh, No Border Sports says look up vegan cats and people think they can turn their cats uh, vegan. Uh, you can't. They need some meat. Dogs can be totally vegan and be fine. I, I, I never knew that. You know that. I didn't know that. Me personally, animals eat meat. It's just yes. part of who they are. That's what they do. If I got a dog, I'm feeding my dog meat. That's just me. It's just how I work. I'm sorry. Um, it, it's it's in their uh, their natural, you know, their natural habitat and how they grow up and what they do. So. I don't think I would do that, but to each, to each his or her own, you know, or they, them, I, I don't know. I'm not even going to go into all that. Um, but either way, uh, Wentz, hey. Wentz wouldn't be, Wentz wouldn't be trouble with his legs. I, I don't think he would be any trouble with his leg. He too rusty. You know, he can boogie if he needs to. I'm not lying. I'm not, I'm not going to state that he can't, he can't move, but I don't, I don't think that's going to be the problem. Jay in the Bay, the O-line needs to win. Uh, in pass and run situations, the commander's D-line is legit. Keep feeding Kittle. Yes. And that's the beauty of it. Bro, that that triple fake or that double fake and then TD to Kittle was a, a thing of beauty. And the first thing that came to my mind was, what What do you think I was thinking when, when that happened? That's Jimmy so. can't do that. Nope. Jimmy would have looked at – Jimmy would have hit the flat. He would have. He would have hit the flat. Jimmy would have a pick. Or yeah, or possibly such, you know. Hey, I mean, hey, I still he, have I still have forgiven Jimmy Garoppolo for for that uh for that 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 comment that he had after the Titans game last year when he was like, "Yeah, I would throw the same pass again, Bruh, yeah. You really tell me you looked at that play, saw all them Titans there, and you still would have threw the pass? Okay, listen to me, people. Love George Kittle, great great tight end. Awesome at receiving, good, fantastic blocker. <laughs> That's George Kittle, not Randy fucking Moss. You want to throw it up in triple coverage? You need a guy like Randy to get that. You know why? Because he would Moss all three of them. Mm-hmm. Randy just would literally snatch the ball out of your hands when you think you have a pick if you're a DB. It's just how he works. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, please. Let's <laughs> not even get started on the fact that this man can't hit a wheel route to save his life. Oh my god, dude! So bad, so bad. But hey, so quick, quick stat because uh, Kyle actually was talking about it too, and the mm-hmm. presser. Um, so Adam Schefter just tweeted out like at eight o'clock on the dot. Yeah, bad news for Seattle, which played SF last week, and Washington, which plays the 49ers today. Teams that have played the Niners this season, which we already knew the oh, stat. They yeah, they yeah. Lose. They're zero and twelve yeah. the next week after they play them. It could be a coincidence, but we like to think not. The 49ers head coach said this week. 
Yeah, man. That that is that is oh that's a God. crazy stat, dude. Crazy stat. Crazy stat. I love uh I love Bashar's uh sarcasm here. <laughs> <laughs> he called him the truth. The that, truth. That is hilarious. I love it. But I me personally, man. I say we win this game. I do still feel like it's going to be a a, a defensive battle. Um, I think their their front seven is going to give our our uh, our O line a little, little little fits here and there. So we're going to have to have some help for Mike McGlinchey. Going to have to have a couple of chips, you know, here and there, just making sure. Yeah, they are coming off a loss. They are coming off now. Um, and the beauty of this thing is too, as well, is we if we win this game, we we start to dim the light of the the commanders for possibly making the playoff, you know, the NFC East is literally the best division in the NFC. Um, all those teams are over 500 or at, at or over 500, should I say. Um, all those teams haven't really played. Haven't played much of any, but I know everybody keeps saying that, man, that that's the hard part there. Um, when you take a look at it, they, their schedules have been uh, very light and most of the people that they play do not have winning records. Um, but What's up, Damian? I can, I can say this. I delighted in the fact that the Jaguars beat the Cowboys. I, I was, I was right. very happy about that. That that just made my day, you know. And Dude, I, know I, for real. I, I just I hey, look, man, and I knew that I had a feeling they were gonna win that game. I was like, this is why I, like I know that I did my game picks after the game, but I picked my team win or lose. So whoever if the Jags would have lost, I still would have told you I was going with the Jags. I'm not, I'm not gonna give myself a leg up. Uh Rob D. Art, man. Uh what's going on? First time seeing you here. Um, he says uh need McGlinchey of last two weeks, not McGlinchey of early season. Yes, yes, facts. We definitely do, man. Um, and if the Hawks lose out and they wind up, you know, missing the playoffs, I would laugh my ass off. Hey, Mellow Trucker, what's good with you, Pimpin? Um, I'm probably I I'm gonna have to meet up with that dude at the Raider game. Um, you know. Uh, it's be so many people out there, bro. It's gonna be flat out crazy, you know. And I know yeah. that. Uh, what's cra- What's crazy about that game too is the fact that Raider fans are still talking shit. Bro, I don't pay no attention to them no more. No, no, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. But yeah. I'm just like, bro, it, you guys are nothing this year. Like, chill, bro. <laughs> look, and they, and the sad part is they have everything to win. That's the biggest problem here. It's not the fact that the Raiders just suck. They have the talent on the right. The roster is complete. There is nothing they need. These dudes could go out there and win some football game. They just can't do it. It's not working. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. But if I had Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs, motherfucker, I shouldn't be giving you less than a 10-win 10, 10 season. Nothing less than that every year. Every fucking year. Listen to the names that I just put out there. These aren't fucking scrubs. These are top dogs at their respective positions. Mm-hmm. Behind Cooper Cup, Hunter Renfro is probably one of the coldest white boys in the league. You know what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. And then you look at, yeah, their secondary is ass. My bad. I did give them, them I did give them <laughs> secondary is ass. It's straight, straight garbage. Um, but it's weird. How does Josh McDaniels always go back to, to New England, find his way back there, and he's fine? 
and he winds up, you know, making things happen in New England as the offensive coordinator. And Lord knows they need him now. You, know, you got Mac Jones on the side yelling and screaming, you know, your run play suck and shit like that. Um, you know, and I don't know what – maybe Belichick's getting seen now because I have no idea why he still got bad Patricia Collard the offensive place this football. Bro, that shit was wild when I saw that. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, dude, you're going into overtime. Like, just sit down. Why I like yeah. when he threw the when I saw the play, I was like, You why would you're well into field goal position? Why would you do yeah. that? What what were you thinking that was what do you think that was gonna help? This isn't a must-win situation where you have to score a touchdown. You could have kicked the field goal and been fine. Mm-hmm. Like I if that if if I'm Bill, if he comes to the sideline, my first question, what the fuck were you doing? And I want cameras to catch me asking him, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? What were you thinking? Like, bro, don't tell me. And and your first response better not be to tell me you was trying to make a play because you had made the fucking play. That's the biggest problem. So uh, not worried about the Raiders, man. And 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 Raiders fans are gonna be Raiders fans, man. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing. If there's one thing that Raiders fans and Cowboys fans have in common, it's this unbridled confidence, even when they suck. Like I don't, I don't know how they are able to just be like, yeah, man, we're the Raiders. I know, but y'all record don't say shit. Nah, man, it don't make no difference. We still the Raiders, okay? And the Cowboys have been saying they're going to win a uh, Super Bowl since the last one that they won, and they haven't even got close. So, what's going on? Yeah, I just. <laughs> Like I, I really okay. truthfully, I mean, and you know, they, they did say CMC is bad at CMC is dope. And see the reason, see, here here's for anybody out there watching that doesn't understand why I say like they're cold ass white boys, because the league is like 70 to 80 percent black. So most of the cold ass players are black. Mm-hmm. But every now and then you catch a white dude that get out there and boogie. I'll tell you right now, Julian Edelman, love that guy. He's the toughest son of a bitch I've ever seen. He was a quarterback in college, by the way, people. He went to Kent State. He was a QB. When he came to the Patriots, they were like, nah, man, we got to turn your ass to a fucking receiver. You ain't throwing no footballs around this bitch. Look at him now. Several Super Bowl rings later and a couple of Verizon commercials and probably a few more things. Hey, can't be mad at him. Edelman is a a good dude, man. He was was hard. I might even pull out an episode, man, and just do like coldest white dudes ever. And to be honest with you, you want you want to you want a real stat because I love DB so much. The man still has the record for most interceptions overall. His name is Paul Krause, white guy. He was a baller too. He was a ball fucking hawk. And Krause played DB and safety. He was hybrid before hybrid existed. So. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's flat out insane. But Paul Krause, yes, he he owns that record still. No one has taken him out. You, people would think guys like Dion and stuff like that have had it. But nope, Paul Krause has got it. And I think, honestly, the second person in line behind him is Rod Woodson. I, did, I Like, I knew Woodson was a beast, but I didn't know he was a ball hawk like that. Like, I watched him. And believe me, he was he was cold, man. Mm-hmm. I remember back in the day they used to do the speed contest um, for the NFL, and uh, Woodson won that mug, man. He was out there blazing. But the thing is, they had them running with these big ass shirts on, like 
the shirts because it was the style back in the day. You know, the stuff like like in the nineties. You know, in the early in in the early the mid nineties, it was super super baggy clothes. Everything was oversized. You know what I'm saying? Your waist mm-hmm. could be a 29, but you wore a size 44 in pants. Why the fuck that happened? I don't know. <laughs> but it just it was the style and motherfuckers was doing it. Um, but yes, I'm dating myself, but this, you know, it is what it is. But what do you see as the outcome of this game? Uh, I think it's gonna be a close one, like you were saying, Dion. Um I can see like maybe like a 21-17 type game. Um or even like a, a 21-14, possibly. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, though, uh, for our backfield for today's game. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a lot of CMC against the Seahawks. What do you think Shanahan's going to do today? Do we see like 26, 27 snaps with CMC? Or is he actually going to spread it out with uh, – I know Jordan Mason's questionable – so we might see a little bit of TDP as well today, but what what are your thoughts there in the in the back room? I don't know, man. Um, I think he's gonna run CMC into the ground like he always does. You know, Kyle gets real stubborn and he gets stuck on it. And anybody that's that's watched this franchise since he's been here knows that he gets real stuck in his ways. He does not play around. He don't want to switch. He doesn't want to come off of what things have. Um, yes, Jason Seahorn was dope. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Steve Largent was cold in the motherfucker, too. Um, I'm, you know what? Fuck it, man. Hey, Bash, I'm, I'm going to get with you uh, behind the scenes, man. We're we going to put together a show uh, of, of literally the coldest white dudes in football ever, man. We got to put it together, take a look at the stats and numbers, and show why these cats were mm-hmm. some cold, cold motherfuckers. Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's rare that you see – Black people get this kind of love in a sport, but when you dominate it, you know, that happens. Like the NBA and the NFL right now are dominated pretty much. They're predominantly African-American. They are. Um, But I'm telling you, man, you had shooters, bro. There are shooters in the league that you have no idea about that you might have forgotten about. I need to open your eyes and wake you up to that. Um, There are guys uh, in the NFL that was so fucking cold, that were just flat out insane, that you definitely, you know, you hear these names, and if you've been watching football enough, it it definitely, see, that's what I'm saying, and I don't mind showing love to anybody, bro. Like, I literally will look that up. I'll turn that into a stream where we pay homage to, you know, the no-names, the guys that are truthfully of descent from different places that don't normally get it. You know, like I don't even know if we've ever had like an like an actual Indian play in the league, like an actual Hindu. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to see if we had some dudes. I know we've had people come from, you know, other countries, but I'm trying to find these guys, man. I remember remember a couple of years ago we had the uh, the running back, but he got accused, but he got he got accused of uh, rape and he's gone. Um, the Australian cat. What was it? One that we had? Yeah. Can't remember um, that dude's name. See, he's a one-hit wonder. Haney, Heine, something like I don't fucking know. But he was here for like a small period of time. He was Australia, the first Australian born born player to really play in the league. Like Jared Hain. There it is. Mellow Trucker, my dog. Come through with it. Jared Hain. <laughs> yeah. So he and the crazy thing about him was if he would have gotten his his form better while he was a runner as a running back, he probably would have been a little formidable, but he just he was one of he stood fully erect 
straight up. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and that was it. But for me, I look at it like this: the Glock is, you know, Glock Purdy. That nine milli is loaded, as he's ready to throw out some bullets and some darts. You know, to Kiddo, IU, Jennings, uh, McLeod. We may even see a little bit of Danny Gray. Hopefully, yeah. Never know. Um, as far as the backfield, if it's Mooney, Mooney will play. Anybody, uh, Panama, anybody questionable will play. That's always how that works. Just every single week. It's extremely rare that you get a guy that's questionable on game day that doesn't play. Um, but that all depends on the type of injury. I think Mooney will be fine. I think as long as he passed the concussion protocol, they're going to allow him to be out there. Um, they'll probably just keep an eye on him, you know, because league is definitely cracking down on things. Um, here we go. He said there's no Arab Middle Eastern players, uh, but none that were really famous, mainly linemen. There was one good wide receiver, Drew Haddad, from the Bills and the Coast. Yeah, and 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 uh, Bashar, you being, um, you know, your heritage being Iraqi, um, definitely if you find any players that are from the Middle East, let us know. Hey, man, let us know. I want to put this list together, man, and 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 pay um, pay homage to. You know, the guys that don't always get to look, man, because they need to be recognized. And plus, mm -hmm. it encourages children from those cultures to say, you know what? That dude made it. I can make it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If you got somebody that's born and looks like you and they got that far, even if they didn't play their ridiculously a high level, they got there, man. They were the first of their people to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? I had no idea Fred Warner had Mexican heritage. I just you thought he was wearing the flag to be a cool dude. And there it is. You know, wow. now you see it. I feel like I'm the only one that knew. I did not know. No, I had yeah. no knowledge. Of, I thought Fred Warner was just your regular, average, everyday, light-skinned black dude. It's just <laughs> some well, people, you know, look at him. <laughs> and see, that's the cool thing, you know, like, because at, as people, we love to to, to big up our own people. We love to claim our heritage and whatnot. And yeah, Robert Sala, but he, mm -hmm. he though he's never played in the NFL, he's a part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think you've ever had a Lebanese head coach. I nope. guarantee that. You Big know, fact. and the only minority owner we've ever had has been uh the Jaguars owner. Uh um what is his name? Shad or something like that. I can't remember. But either way, you know, we there are people that are coming to the league from all different walks of life and made their way. And you got to love it, man. You got to love it. Um, Rich Katie, but he sucked. Yeah. Some people come in, bro. And they're just ass. You're like, yeah, you, you just got picked up because you got picked up, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I, I'm going to say this and I want people to understand it. A couple of years ago, um, we all remember Michael Sam and the situation he was in. Mm -hmm. Bro, the Rams signed him strictly for publicity purposes. They oh, had the yeah. intention of really letting that dude get on the field, man. You know, because he played admirably. You know what I'm saying? It was he, he was all right. You know, he wasn't great, but he was all right. He was he was to me. I think he was good enough to be somebody's third string. He definitely was. You know what I'm saying? And everybody, yeah, Shad Khan. Thank you very much, Cook Sports. Shad Khan. He is the only minority owner I think we've ever seen in a league. Period. Yeah, um, Michael but, Sam was good in college, like uh, Bashar said. Yeah, no, he he wasn't bad. It just, you know, I think they they, I I feel bad. I really do feel bad for the guy because it was all about him being gay and in the NFL, not just mm -hmm. being in the NFL when that's what it should have been about. 
you know, it, it shouldn't have been about him being gay and in the NFL. It should have been, hey, I'm in the NFL. I made it. You know, but I think they used that so much and promoted it so big to, you know, basically put a a, a, a a shining light on the NFL, which I still have to no idea to this day how the hell this is a nonprofit organization. These motherfuckers making billions of dollars a goddamn year. I'd really love to figure out how the fuck they filed the paperwork to get that going because that was the most ingenious move ever. There's no way in hell you can be a nonprofit making billions of dollars a year. It, believe me, if I tried to file and say I was a nonprofit and I was getting that kind of bread, government would be like, man, you better pay these fucking taxes. Stop playing with us. Put your ass in jail with the killers. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you're right, throwback. Robert Soller does need to wake up and realize that Zach Wilson ain't it. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, look, man, I'm telling y'all, even though he's gone from here and I'm glad he's gone and I've been wanting him gone. Jimmy about to get paid, bro. And when he does, I'll I'll report on it. Jimmy going to MetLife. Because <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. When he gets that money and he signs somewhere else, I'm going to be the biggest asshole of all. I'm definitely going live, and I'm going to tell all the Jimmy sexuals, hey, this is where he is. Take your ass over there. You He's love really him. You the dick ride him. You thought he was the greatest thing. You think we could still win with him. You were mad. You hate Trey Lance. You probably pissed off that Brock Purdy is doing this well. Take your ass wherever the fuck he is and sit with that franchise in purgatory by all means. Because I'm sorry, the dude just don't have it. I'd let I would love, I would really truthfully love to see him get to the playoffs and watch his stats be shit. And if that team wins, I'm gonna look at him and be like, damn, he went to another team and let the defense and the special teams win it will play off game again. I mean, it's just shit that you see. Uh, Willie Rodriguez, what's going on, man? Yes. Oh, okay. So Warner is Panamanian in Mexico. Warner's full on Latino. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Or you know, in the new com- in in the new times today, they call them Afro Latinos. When you know you pretty much look black, but you know you're Hispanic. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Panama's <laughs> a Jersey don't want them. <laughs> Um, yes, no, 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 that's right. And see, we're not gonna get into this, we're gonna stick to the commanders because throwback this 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 show is coming. I will, I he's been here for all this time. I am going to cover pretty much at the end of the season. I, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look and say, okay, hey, these are the teams that 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 truthfully could use a quarterback, and let's see where he would best fit. I'll have the salary cap situations figured out, all of that. Because I do want to report on it because he he I'm telling you right now, he's going to get broke off. Somebody's going to pay him. Now, are they going to pay him what he's worth, or are they going to pay him more than he's worth? They're going to pay him well more than what he's worth. That's always mm-hmm. how quarterbacks get paid. Mike Glennon got paid, people. Mike fucking Glennon. Does anybody know where Mike Glennon is? I ain't seen him. Ted Bradford robbed the Rams and robbed any other NFL team that he played for because he won't Smart, he was going to give your ass eight games. His agent was a fucking genius. Props to his agent. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So it, it those guys that 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 broker those massive deals, man. Congrats, hats off to you. You know you do a wonderful job. Even if you're doing it for a person who don't do shit, you still getting a break. I mean, what what do agents get? Ten percent now? I'm not mistaken, roughly around that. Maybe yeah. a little bit more. You know, depending on what type of deal you sign with that agent and what they're going to do for you and all that stuff, man. I mean, shit. 
you know, look at Matthew Stafford never had shit on TV, at least that I knew of. I don't know if he did anything in Detroit. But magically, he no. comes to L.A. and he's the spokesperson for Little Caesars. This motherfucker got to Tinsel Town to start making real money and start making money outside of that. Nominator, what's going on? Feels pretty. <laughs> Feels pretty great, baby. <laughs> he's put a spit on Jimmy's <laughs> shit. That's funny. I like it. Hey, like so it. we're going to end pretty soon here. Um, yeah. Let's uh, get your X Factor for the offense since we got your defense one. Uh, X Factor for the offense, honestly, is going to be none other than Brandon Ayuk. There is no Debo to suck up all the targets. There's no Debo to throw to. <laughs> so it's all about B.A., man. I think he goes out there and shits on that defense. Him versus Kendall Fuller is going to be a beautiful thing to watch. I think it's going to work out well. But, uh, yeah, man, B.A. is the guy, and I want to see him get out there and get busy. What about you? Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to say George Kittle. I think George Kittle has another okay. big game. Okay. Kittle having two games in a row. I'm with that shit. Mm -hmm. Go off. Go off. I think it's, it's remind, time to find. Remind all. You know the beauty of that? And that's a great thought process right there. See, y'all don't even see what Brandon was doing. What Brandon is telling y'all right now is remind all these teams that are coming up for the playoffs, I'm still the fucking man. Mm -hmm. I'm still George Kittle. I can I can move you against your will, but I can also catch touchdown passes and make you cry. So yeah, man, yeah, I love it. I love every second of that, bro. That's dope. There. And then, um, you want to do your score prediction? I ain't gonna do a score prediction, man. No. Um, I just say we're gonna get the dub. That's okay. how we do it this week. We're gonna get the All dub, right. man. Um, and it's definitely gonna be. A beautiful thing, man. We we have no reason to lose this game. And plus, it's going to be the greatest Christmas present for all of us, you know, in 49er country. We definitely want that as a Christmas present. Shit, I don't need oh, that yeah. motherfucker under the, I don't need it under the tree. I need it on the TV. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Go ahead, give me that dub, and let me be happy. And I guarantee you, it's going to be a wonderful night, man, because, you know, that's just how it works. Really, we um, all feel pretty great. We yeah, we're going to feel very pretty in the morning. Um, hey amen to everybody out there. Um, you know, okay, there we go. Throwback had a prediction. If anybody wants to throw a prediction in the chat, by all means, 16 to 12. See, that's why I said defensive struggle. It's mm -hmm. not gonna be a, a walk in the park. I, I don't think it's gonna be that easy, man. I think their defense is formidable. I give them a little bit of respect. Um, oh my god, that <laughs> bruh, can you imagine? Beating the shit out of the Panthers and going home to your little girls and looking at them and going, Daddy got their ass. Oh, I got those motherfuckers. <laughs> like, that's a dope thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. Although I respect Trent Williams for saying, Hey, you know, you drive, you know, if you drive through looking in the rearview mirror, you're going to crash. So he's basically, you know, that definitely I was like slapping that. the face. Yeah, I like that. that was super slapping it. That was a backhand. That was a bitch better have my money comment, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that. Uh, Jake Brindle. Um, yeah, I don't like your comments. Mm -mm. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that, sir. Not not cool. Not cool at all, man. Um, oh, you no, okay. Now this this part right here, I didn't he said 12 pancakes and a TD. 
Look, man, if, look, look, if they, look, if we get busy in this game to a point where we could get Trent out there and he reports as eligible, oh, shit. You know, <laughs> the, the, the biggest issue, here's the issue with Trent and trying to get him a touchdown, because I know, did we ever get Joe one? I don't know if we ever got Joe Staley. We tried to, but I, don't, I think we tried on so many occasions. That's the issue. When Lyman's report as eligible, it's almost – just blatantly out there like this is where the ball is going. Now, what you can do, now just hear me out. There was a very large individual who used to play for Chicago Bears. You know where I'm going with this. They called his big ass the fridge. Fridge used to be a running back. It's too bro, could you you already seen the small moments that get captured where he is just demolishing another human being. Could you imagine Trip Williams big ass is running back? <laughs> There's no way in hell he don't get in. I, I, I want that linebacker to stand in front of Trent fucking Williams and try to. I want to see the person that has the, the absolute mindset that they can stop that large of a human being coming at them with full speed. Like, I honestly would put Trent, but I'd put, this is what I would do, okay, just to make this even fun. If you're going to make Trent Williams the guy, and you say you're on the the one-yard line, you know who my fullback is? It ain't Juice. It's George Kittle. I put (laughs) Juice at tight end because I know he can block. I put Charlie Warner on the opposite side because I know he can block. I might even put Mike McGlinchey in at fucking guard because I know he can block for running. And I just look and I hand the ball off to Big Trent and go, there's no way to stop the man. I have the craziest man in the NFL who's fantastically great at being him, which is George Kittle, because he, you know, he's a madman when he's on the field. And you put Trent Williams behind. Are you serious? Imagine Trent Big and another thing, Trent Williams is very nimble mm-hmm. to be that big. Don't believe me? Go look up his training videos. That motherfucker moves. He does shit that somebody that shy should not be able to do. If you put him in there, I'm telling you, bro, this is the perfect setup. I formation, Glock Purdy with the nine milli loaded. Turns around, runs past Kittle, hands the ball off to Trent fucking Williams. Automatic team. If we don't get in, that'd be the greatest defensive stand of any defensive line in in, in football history. But just could you imagine him going over the top? He's got the hops to do it, people. Trent Williams got hops. He seriously got hops. Like he's not, not a game. Like the man can get up off the floor. (laughs) <laughs> so that'd be crazy, man. That's the easiest way to do it. I formation, kiddo at fullback, Trent Williams at running back, hand the ball off and watch the magic happen. Um, I don't know if Mason is out. We got shit. We didn't even talk about the fucking injury report. The injury report. That's right. Oh, I'm looking it up now. Uh, let's see. Let's find it. They, they put it out already, right? Yeah, it's got it has to be out because the game is already here. Um, let's go one day ago. I'm gonna go with Niners Wire. They're usually pretty good about their shit. 
Um, let me see here. Give me just a second. Because yeah, usually I retweet it. <laughs> All right. So out of the usual suspects, uh, Jimmy, Kevin Givens, and Debo. Questionable is Kerry Hyder, Jordan Mason, um, Tarverius Moore, Ambry Thomas, and uh, Mooney. Um, but I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, no, he's just questionable. Um, if he can go, he'll play. But if he can't go, I mean, you know, we still we're, we're fine. You know, we'll, we'll be okay. Yeah, Trent. Yeah, Trent's like Derrick Henry on crack because Derrick yeah, Henry real. is a load of a human being to bring down, and he has way more speed than Trent. But I'm telling you right now that that big motherfucker gets you moving. You you're not you are going at his legs. You have no business trying to tackle somebody that big up top. You just don't. Nope. I think the only the only person I can think of off the top of my dome that'd be crazy enough to try to tackle somebody that big is probably Patrick Willis. Because he just didn't care. He wanted to take on any and everybody. He didn't give a fuck. So it is what it is. But thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I'm going to get to work on that show about these about players from different parts of the world that came and were able to get into the NFL whether they made an impact or not, like the first guys from their culture to actually be able to do it. Cause that would be dope, man. I know we got yeah. the dude. Um, I think the kicker in Atlanta, he's Asian and he's yeah. one of the few guys that has made it. He's, he's, he's there. Um, but the only thing is, I think we've only seen Asian kickers or possibly punters, you know, um, we don't have, an Asian wide receiver that's out there get busy or Asian or, you know, an Asian tight end or Asian running back. Like those guys aren't necessarily there. So we'll, we'll have to take a look and see what's going on, but thank y'all so much for tuning in. Merry Christmas to all of y'all, man. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Yes. South Korea. Oh, there you go. He is South Korean young, uh, young Hoko, young Hoku. And he, he kicks the shit out of the ball too. That's cool. He's dope. He's dope. You know what I'm saying? That motherfucker probably does mathematical equations in his head. And then he's like, all right, if I kick it at this angle, but the wind blows here and, you know, the sun is set on this angle and then there's uh, longitude and latitude, you know, and if I pick the grass up and it falls this way, but it flows that way. All right, cool. Got it. Boom. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> and I know I'm just being a dick about it, man, but you know what I'm saying? He probably, he, he's, he's probably a, a really smart cat, man. Um, oh, Okay. Vietnamese linebacker for the 90s. Okay. Yeah, nah, man, we're going to get this. We're going to get this, bro. We're going to get yep, this. List. Sure. I'm going to definitely do some research, get this list together, man. I'm going to bring, you know, try to bring Bash in, bring you in if you want, Brandon. Um, mm-hmm. I might even get Breezy in there to see if he can find a couple yeah. of guys that we may or may not know about. You know, try to dig into those football historian minds um, and see, see what we got, man, because that would be a great thing to just showcase all these cats that have made it and just give some people some hope, man. You know, it's always nice. Yeah. Um, well, you say, let's go commanders and beat these bums. Oh, MG came to the chat before. I appreciate that, man, because dude comes in, he talks his shit and he's cool. I like that, man. Yes, you should have confidence that you'll beat us, though it's misplaced. It's good to have it. won't happen. It's not going to happen, you know, but Just because um, you guys lost to the Giants. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. End division game. You know, you don't want to lose those. Got to get those W's there. Nope. Uh, but uh, either way, man, MG, appreciate you stopping by the stream. Um, Definitely, you know, hey, look, for the post game, we looking for you, bro. We looking for you. If you yes, win, sir. come in and give us all, give me all the smoke. Yes, all the edge. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I can't be mad at you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much, Rob D. Art. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, that that's for me. That's for Brandon. Uh, he's got the Forever Faithful. I'm Niner Gang podcast. Uh, this is simulcasted between both of our channels because we're brothers. You know, I've known Brandon uh, since since uh, you know I joined the Hive, and uh, the Hive is my family. Those are my guys. You got the Red and Gold Standard podcast. You got Forever Faithful. You got me. Um, you know, what I'm saying we got Perry that jumps on every now and then. Sometimes mm-hmm. we snatch Chris Polo. We pull in everybody as much as we, can. As much as we can. Yeah, we get, you know, it don't matter, man. Cause I literally I, I've said this before, I'll say it again. The 49ers have the most content creators of any sports franchise in history. I guarantee you, you don't go looking elsewhere. I don't, you know, funny thing, I would have thought the Cowboys had a bunch of them. They don't. They really don't have a lot of content creators. Nope. You know what I'm saying? I would have really thought they had a million of them as much shit as they fans talk. I would have thought they had everybody named Mama there. Right. But, uh, you know, it don't work out like that. But once again, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. All that good stuff, man. And if you're out there, stay safe. If you're out there popping fireworks, be careful. You know, don't don't hurt yourself, man. You know. So, before we head out, please hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't yes. haven't already. Everything to find us on is on the bottom of our screen right now for at least for for our football podcast. Yep. Same thing with Matter Gang Podcast. Uh, Dion's also on YouTube, Fa- Facebook or no Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. I, I broadcast you there. Instagram, yeah. and he's also on Twitter at Swifty. Um, yes, and he also has his own Patreon uh, page too. So check him out on Niner King Podcast on that as well. And then I'm on uh, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. And then if you do the audio portion of the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, you know, all that good stuff. Yes, sir. Please shout out that to Joey, man. Button. Hey, shout out to Joey. Yo, if you ever need your, your TikTok to blow up, hit my man Joey up. All right? If you mm-hmm. see him in the chat, I really don't know how to say his last name, and I know I'm going to fuck Howard it up. Rondo. Arredondo, hit up Joey Arredondo. He got the hives TikTok. Where, where are they at? They're at thirty-one point four k. They're how much? Thirty-one point four k. Yeah, that's thirty-one thousand. He's doing mine too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I gotta keep up with him on having to post on my page as well, but he's yeah. he's doing a good job. He's doing a great job, man. Oh, McLaurin, yes. Dotson, Diami Brown, commanders have receivers. They do have receivers all over the place. Here's the problem. They can be everywhere. They're just not going to catch the ball or they're not going to catch deep passes. You know, you can have all the receivers you want. If Taylor Heineke ain't doing nothing but looking up at the sky every five minutes because we just sat, <laughs> what good does that do you? You don't want to put Carson Wentz back in there. Exactly. I mean, actually, I want you to put Carson Wentz back in there because he's going to be rusty and he's going to look like shit. But yeah, you know, it's yeah. what it is. You know what? It, what you can do. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. Appreciate right, everybody. You. Uh, y'all. Stay, stay faithful. Stay blessed. Have a yes, wonderful sir. afternoon. Peace.